Welcome to Starkville Church of God. This is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you, strengthens you, and fills you with God's love so you can share with others. Enjoy the message. in store for us here today. Welcome to all of our guests. Welcome to all of our home folks. I am Dennis Laughlin. I'm the pastor here at Starful Church of God. We want to welcome you here. Pray that God does a great and a mighty work in your life. I'm thankful that God is doing great things in, in this nation and not just in this nation, all over the world. I was privileged on Oh, whatever night that was, I went out to the drill field. I think it was Thursday night. And uh, to be able to see a prayer and praise gathering of hundreds of Mississippi State students out on the drill field, praying, praising, worshiping. They could have been a lot of other places. Listen, folks, I believe that it, there's a, this is a start. This is a spark of awakening, of revival. I, listen, I don't. if kids want to spend... I, whatever you want to call it. If kids decide they are hungry and they're ready to seek for more of God, they're ready per, to pursue Him more, hey, I'm on board with them. Because some of us old folks, we need that today. We need we need God to help and let the young people, let the, the young people with their energy, let the young people get us old folks fired up and, and ready to go. There's something about that energy in the young. I'm thankful for what God is doing. I'm believing that God has got revival coming and already here, here in Starkville, Mississippi. How many of you believe that here today? Amen. Come on, give the Lord praise. So glad to have our guests. I'm going to do this because I am going to come up in a little while and take up our offering, but I want to go ahead and introduce our special guest speaker. Uh, some of you may have known him already. He was our former state overseer of the Church of God here in the state of Mississippi, and I'm just thankful that he is a friend of mine, Bishop Chris Moody. He is here, and uh, he's brought uh, his nephew, his daughter, his mama, his daddy with him, and I am thankful that they could come with y'all. Welcome the Moody family here to Starkville Church of God. He's going to be ministering this morning and tonight. I want to encourage you today. Make sure that you are back here at 6 o'clock tonight for revival service. How many of you are ready for God to do great and mighty things? If you would, would you just lift your hands with me this morning? And let's pray. Open up this service today. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you so much. Thank you for this opportunity to come together, to worship, to praise the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Father, we just invite you into this place. You are our special guest. Oh God, you are our guest of honor, oh Lord. We invite you into this place. Oh Holy Spirit, rain down in this house and do a powerful, powerful work in this place, oh Lord. Father God, I come against every distraction, every hindrance in the name of Jesus, and I speak freedom, I speak liberty in this house today. And I am believing you, God, that in this day, oh God, you are going to do great and mighty and wonderful things. God, we we have set aside this day today, Lord God, to recognize, Lord, mental health, awareness, and healing today. And God, I'm believing you today. I know that in this city, God, and in our university here, how many people are suffering from anxiety, from depression,
depression, suicidal thoughts, God. It's real. The enemy is real, and he is at work. But I declare today that greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. And I declare today to be a day of healing, today to be a day of restoration, today to be a day, God, where you are going to move in power and move in might, oh, Lord. Have your way in everything that's done today. God, we just give you praise and thanks and honor in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody in the house said, amen. Aren't you glad about that? Jesus changes everything. Jesus changes everything. It doesn't matter what your circumstance has dictated to you this week. Jesus changes everything. Doesn't matter what's going on back home, students. Jesus changes everything. God is in control. Jesus is alive and the devil is defeated. I said God is in control. Jesus is alive and the devil is defeated. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You can be seated in his presence today. It is so good to be in Starkville with Pastor Dennis and Jamie and Jaden and Molly Kate. It's so good to be with all of them. Uh, almost feels like home. Avery, Avery said, I wish we lived closer to them. I said, I don't. I'd have to put up with Dennis way too much. I, I, I'd just soon him live three or 400 miles away. Amen. I'm just kidding. I love this man. He's been a true friend to me in a dark season of my life. He was a very good friend to me, and, and uh, I have watched what the Lord is doing here. Uh, I wasn't sure what to expect, but I am telling you, I am shocked at what the Lord is doing here in Starkville by the looks of this crowd this morning. You ought to give yourself a hand. You look pretty good today. Amen. But it is good to see God blessing, and, and I have been praying, and I mean that. I have... I've been praying for this church. Uh, when Pastor Dennis told me he was coming here, I told him that we'd be praying for him, and that wasn't just something I said in passing. Uh, he, he, he told me some areas that I needed to pray about, and I've been praying about those areas, and an answer to prayer was one of them just a few minutes ago. Uh, a missions gift was doubled that he pledged, so that's, a, that's five times now, maybe six. So... Uh, that we've talked about that, but that's good. You need to know that missions is important. It's the heartbeat of God. And uh, I'm thankful for what God is doing to and through you uh, in the midst of Starkville and this community that God is raising up. The reason, you, you may think, man, does he take his family like this everywhere he goes? Let me just clarify the reason we came, uh, or they came. I, I, I came dual purposes, but uh, my best friend coaches Texas A&M basketball uh, and they were in town yesterday, and we got it handed to us. So uh, they, they went home pretty upset yesterday. So y'all can be happy that you made them unhappy. Uh, they, they were fighting for an SEC championship, and that looks like that's dissipating real quick now because of Mississippi State. So thank you uh, for, for doing that. I appreciate it. I take my medicine. I don't take medicine real well. So if you have your Bibles today, turn with me to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 26 and verse number 36. Chapter 26 and verse number 36. We're going to share today on a place where I have been for a few years. 
And many of you are there today. And if you're not there today, you may be there tomorrow. And that place is the place where the oil is made. That's what we're going to talk about this morning, the place where the oil is made. Then Jesus, verse 36 of Matthew chapter 26, came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. May God add his blessing to his word today. If you'll keep your Bibles open right there, we're going to be, and every point that I have is going to come right out of Matthew chapter 26, not just verse 36, but all the way following to the end of the chapter. And I'm going to talk to us this morning about that place called Gethsemane. When you talk about the oil, you can't help but talk about the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And what is meant in the New Testament and the Old Testament is clear when it comes to oil and the anointing. It's repeated by Jesus in Luke chapter 4. It's scrolled and written on a scroll in Isaiah chapter 61, where Isaiah would pen, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Jesus would write in Luke 4 and 19, and he would say, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. And you can read on and on and on about all that the oil is made for there. But the key to it is that you understand that when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, it comes upon you in the form of oil at times. Isaiah is the clearest association between spirit and anointing. And anointing was done with oil. In the Old Testament, they anointed all kinds of different things. They anointed things, they anointed kings, they anointed prophets, they anointed priests, and things being articles in the tabernacle and, and in the temple. And when a person was anointed, when a man or woman was anointed, they were set aside for the Holy, Holy Spirit for a holy purpose. If a person then was anointed, typically the Holy Spirit gave them the power to accomplish the purpose. How many of you still believe in the power? The oil of gladness is, is, is what we're talking about. And the, the thing that the enemy has robbed from so many people today is the oil of gladness. There is so much sorrow and grief and pain. There's so much distress and dismay and depression. And there are so many things that have weighed us down. And if we understand these things carefully, we understand clearly that we have a remedy for these things in the Scriptures. And it's called the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. But in our, in, in, in our reading just now in Isaiah 61, the pronunciation is translated joy 15 times and gladness three times when he talks about the oil of joy, the oil of gladness. You see, it can be fairly translated to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning. And Jesus put that to the test at Gethsemane. He bought and birthed forth mourning. He was sorrowful. He was so sorrowful to the point when he was praying in this garden of despair, he, he left there with a deep feeling of, of, of burden and heaviness that he could not describe. We are anointed in whom the anointing abides. Gethsemane, in the Aramic language, it literally means the oil press. When we read our text, it talked about Gethsemane being the oil press. The place where the oil is made is Gethsemane. In a similar fashion, Scripture says in Matthew 26 and 36, he came to Gethsemane to pray. 
in the place where the oil is made, the place where the anointing is brought to bear on his circumstances. It's critical that we understand this morning that the cross is a cross and a place of victory and not defeat. And we prepare for that moment in the moment in the place where the oil is made. Gethsemane is the place where the oil is made. Everybody say the oil is made at Gethsemane. You see, it's in Gethsemane that Jesus was being squeezed by the world. His response was to be pressed by God. When I'm feeling squeezed, when I'm feeling the press of life on the surface, they may look like they're the same, but the outcome is very different. In Romans 5 and 20, the law came in so that transgression would increase, but where sin increased, God's grace abounded even the more. You see, the goal of sin is to squeeze grace out of my life, but the goal of grace is to press sin out of its my life. You see, grace is not a static cloud of God's somehow, someway random niceness. It is a dynamic divine force that pushes back against prevailing circumstances. You and I this morning need to understand that there are some people sitting in this room that are in a tight place, a place of the squeeze, a place where they're being pressed on every side, a place where they're being hurt, they're being wounded, they're suffering, they're having hardships, they're having difficulties, and they don't even know why they're having these difficulties. And when I become aware, number point number one today, you might be in a place where the oil is made in these places. You might, when I become aware that only prayer will get me where I need to go, I might be in the place where the oil is being made. Matthew 26 and 36 in our text, it says he's going to pray at Gethsemane. You have to understand today that there's a place called prayer that you and I can go to and we can get to and we can make our petitions made known to God. And I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't know if you've ever been there, but I've been there. I've been there recently. I've been there in the past few years to a place where it was only prayer that was going to get me where I needed to go. It wasn't, it wasn't another song. It wasn't another somebody coming by and just saying hello and giving me an encouraging uh, uh, pat on the back. Oh, no, what I needed was to get on my knees and get on my face before God and seek the very presence of Almighty God. I don't know if you've ever been there, but chances are you have been there before. And I'm telling you today that you are in the place where the oil is made if prayer is the only thing that can get you where you need to go. It's not the arithmetic in prayer, how many there are. It's not the geometry of prayer, how long they may be. It's not the vocabulary of prayer, how eloquent they may sound. It's not even in the, the mathematics of prayer, but it's in the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man that availeth much. It's still prayer that changes things in this world and time that we live in. You want to know what's ticking in these meetings that they're having? Hey, I was at Lee University. I saw it with my own eyes. I saw it with my own eyes on two separate occasions. I slipped into that little chapel where the students were coming in and out, and I watched with great anticipation. I watched with great anticipation a move of God sweep across that auditorium, and people were running 
People were shouting. People were worshiping. People were speaking in unknown tongues. that Nobody knew what they were saying. They were speaking in the language of the Spirit. And I'm telling you today, there was a holy hush that hit that place. And when it hit that place, there was nothing like it in this world. A hush hit that place. And every knee started bowing all across that auditorium. And tongues started confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Prayer is the thing that still moves the hand of God. I feel, when I feel, number two, you may be in the place where the oil is made, is when I feel so grieved and distressed that I might not see tomorrow, I'm probably in a place where the oil is made. Verses Ebedee, and he began to be grieved, and he took them with him, Peter, and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be grieved, and he began to be distressed, and he said to them, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. I don't know if you've ever been there, but if you've ever been to the place where you've been so distressed and so disturbed and so grieved that you didn't even know if you could face tomorrow, you didn't even know if you could face the next morning, you didn't even know if you could face that professor the next day, you didn't know if he's going to make it out of bed the next day, then all of a sudden that old Bill Gaither tune comes to me and it just simply said, because he lives I can face tomorrow. Y'all know that song? Because he lives. That's how revival breaks out. Oh. Be. Watch this. And. Yeah. Hallelujah. I got some good news. He's alive today. He's alive today. You may be on your last leg. You may be on your last leg. You may feel like you're not going to make it. You may feel like all hope is lost, but I've got some good news today. Jesus is alive. He's alive and well, and he's all about life. The thief cometh not for, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Thank God he's alive. Man, when we look at this text today, I don't know how you make it up that skinny place there. Hallelujah. When we get to our text today, we understand in point number three, when I'm begging God for any other path than the obvious path forward and all of heaven is silent, I'm probably in the place where the oil is made. Let me say that one again. When I'm begging God for any other path than the obvious path forward and heaven is silent, I might be in the place where the oil is made. He went a little beyond them in verse 39. He fell on his face and he prayed and he said, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as your will to be done. Hmm. You ever been there? When you said, God, is there anything else we can do? 
Is there any other path forward other than the path that's prescribed for us, that's laid out before us right now? Is there any other thing that we can do besides doing what we've got to do? Is there, is there any other thing we can do for my son other than the, pre, the path that is before us today? Is there anything we can do for my mom, for my dad? Is there any other path forward? And it seems like when you pray, heaven is totally silent. Now, y'all probably a little closer to the Lord than I am. I've, I've been to a place where I've said, God, where are you at? said, oh, you ought not do that. Jesus did. He said, Father, is it possible that this cup can pass from me? Watch him on the cross after he didn't get his way. Watch him on the cross when he submitted to the will of the Father. Watch him. God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Surely, you're not there, but perhaps you are there. I can tell you that I have been there. I can tell you that depression and anxiety are as real as cancer and diabetes. Depression is not just, it is, it is spiritual, but it's not just this spiritual spook that we're scared of. Depression is a real, physical, mental issue. Help me, Lord. There are people sitting under the sound of my voice that are battling depression right now. And I tell you, it is a monster. It is a bear. It is something that doesn't like to go away. And when he goes away, sometimes he comes back. It's, it's horrific. And when you couple that with anxiety and you're going 900 miles an hour and that hits you, it's, it's almost debilitating. To the place where you can't even function. It ain't no almost. It is debilitating to a place to where you can't even function. Pastor Dennis asked me to kind of share my story as we go through this message and work this message a little bit. But I can tell you, Pastor Dennis has seen me in a bed, and I'm not proud of it. He has seen me at 1008 Bridgepoint Boulevard in Brandon, Mississippi, in a bed crying, saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. God, is there anything else we can do? The thing that I loved the most, the thing that I desired the most was to preach the gospel. It seemed like it was being pulled away from me and robbing me and stealing from me. And all along, God has got me in the oil press. All along, God's got me in this press and this place of anointing where he's pressing the things in me and out of me that need to go. So you have to understand today, if heaven is silent, you're right where you need to be. If heaven is silent and you're not getting any answers, you're right where you need to be. I went to every prayer line, Brother Smith, you could go to. I went to every preacher in Cleveland, Tennessee that you could go to and get them to lay hands on me, and I didn't get any better. In fact, I got worse. Are y'all still with me? It is a frustrating beast to struggle mentally because you can communicate your physical problem with a PET scan or a, 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 a scan of some kind that shows you where the cancer is or 
a scan of some kind or a blood test of some kind that tells you where your diabetes is and all of those kinds of things that will tell you that you've got diabetes. But if you're suffering from depression or anxiety or a mental disorder of any kind, there is not a test one they can run anywhere in the world. I've looked everywhere. I went everywhere. I went from Atlanta to Nashville to Tampa, Florida. I went everywhere and anywhere a man could go, and I came back the same as I did before I left. The problem is you have to face it that it is as much spiritual as it is physical. I was winning spiritually but my rear end was being kicked physically and mentally. The only way I survived, I would survive by saying, Lord, I'm going to hold on until you bless me. And he wouldn't even communicate with me. I didn't think. I didn't think he was even listening to a thing I said. I said, Lord, I love you. Lord, I, I bless you. I praise your holy my, my family would be gone from the house. Everybody would be gone from the house. This is as much in detail as I've ever been in my story. My, everybody been gone from my house, and we've got a little dog that I had to put up because he's scared to death of me. Hallelujah. Because I was screaming at the top of my lungs to God to, for him to help me. God, you have got to help me. You have got to respond to me. You have got to heal me. I can't tell you that there was a magic wand that he waved and made all as well. I still have struggles even to this day right now. But I am better than I have been in years. And God is faithful. And God is prosperous. And God is blessing us. And God is helping us. I give the advice to everyone that is here today that has a loved one that is struggling with depression or that is struggling with anxiety. I give you advice. Be patient with them. They will come around. I guarantee you they will come around. God will intervene. He will intervene. He will intervene. When it seems the current weakness of my flesh is greater than the strength of my spirit, I might be in the place where the oil is made. In every redemptive journey of life that we have today, there will come a moment when we all wrestle with the commitment I made in the Spirit exceeds the capacity of my flesh to bring it to pass. Every one of us will face this. Every one of us will face this. But let me just tell you, you cannot do in the flesh what was intended to be done in the Spirit. You cannot win fights spiritually by fighting them fleshly. You cannot do it. I cannot do it. You cannot do it. None of us can do it. None of us can make it. We have to fight in the spirit. And the sixthly, I don't know who to trust, but I take the next step forward anyway. I might be in a place where the oil is made. I was the state overseer of this state. The best time of my life I was having. I was more happy than I've ever been... Depression has nothing to do with happiness. It's a mental disorder. I was more happy than I had ever been in my entire life. I was happy. I was loving life. I loved what I did. Some, some, the word got out on the street that I hated what I was doing and I had a mental nervous breakdown. That was a lie from the pits of hell. I loved every minute of it. I cried for, I cried for six months. Every night I would lay my head down. And I'd say, God, I don't understand why you did this to me. Why are these guys over here doing what they're doing and I'm doing what I'm doing? You know, you start doing that too. Are y'all still with me? Listen to me. When I don't know who I can trust, you know who I trusted? Dennis Laughlin. Boy, that's tough, isn't it? 
You're at the bottom of the barrel. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm telling you, they all left me dead coming. I'm telling you right now, they just all, boom. I'm telling you, my phone used to ring every day, 35, 45, 55 times a day. Today it may ring three or four. That's all good with me now because I don't have to put up with them. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's been a place where you can see who loves you and who doesn't. I can tell you that the general overseer of the Church of God right now named Timothy Mark Hill loves Chris Moody. I can tell you that the first assistant general overseer, Raymond Culpepper, loves Chris Moody. I can tell you that every one of those men that are on that committee love me, and they have helped me get back on my feet. Every single one of them have checked on me, wondering how I was doing, thanking me for uh, doing everything that happened here in Mississippi and wanting me back. We need you. We need you. We need Pentecostal men out on the field. We've got to have you back. We've got to recover. We've gotta, we're going to recover, and you're going to make it in Jesus' name. And I'm going to tell you something. There was nothing greater than that. But when you look at all of these things that are in front of us in this world, the one thing that the enemy cannot steal from us is God's written word. He says in the latter part of this text, but these things were done that the scriptures might be fulfilled. You know how I came out of it? Really, this is the, the honest to God truth. A, a good, 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 wonderful, Holy Ghost-filled woman is how I made it. But outside of them and my family, how I made it was memorizing scripture. That's how I made it. More than anything else, that's how I made it. Hey, all things work together for the good. This is what I started doing. Hey, all things work together for good to those who love the Lord, to those who are called according to His purpose in Christ Jesus. B, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is with me. Bless His holy name. C, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. D, delight thyself in the presence of the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. E, exalt the Lord with me. Why not exalt Him today? E, F, finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and be in the power of his might. Wherefore, put unto you the whole armor of God that you may stand. Having done everything you can do possibly, stand. Stand, therefore, with your loins girt about with truth. Stand, my brother, stand. That's what I started doing. G, give and it shall be given unto you. Shake down, press them together, run it over. You understand. H, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall endure forever. I, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. Then will I forgive their sin. And then will I heal their land. H-I-J. Judge not lest you be judged. Keep your rocks in your pocket. K, keep your, keep your mouth from speaking guile against your neighbor. L, let not your heart be troubled. Do you believe in God? Believe also in me. That in my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. L-M-M-M. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I quoted that one to God many times. In now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. In oh, oh, that the people of God would praise him. For this people have I formed for myself that they may worship me. O.P., purge me with thy hyssop. Wash me as white as snow. Quench not the spirit and despise not prophesying. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be made known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. 
Be careful for nothing but in prayer and supplication by thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God and the very peace of God that passes all understanding shall be with you to cover you, your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus our Lord. Where am I at? Hallelujah. I went too many verses there. Rejoice. Rejoice. Serve. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God, it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are the sheep of his pasture. Therefore, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with praise. Be careful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. Thanks be unto God who giveth us the victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To you use hospitality one to another. You see, he watched me go through this. He knows what I'm talking about. Use hospitality one to another. Be verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. V.W. Wonderful Counselor, the mighty. Hey, 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 hey. W.X. I made this one up. How excellent is the name of the Lord our God. How excellent is his name. Jesus, why you haven't chosen me? God said to me one day sitting in the living room, you haven't chosen me. I've chosen you. I've ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father. He shall, I got to quit, keep going on with these scriptures. But my grandfather taught me, if you can memorize one, you can memorize one and a half. Or you can memorize two, you can memorize five. And so I just keep memorizing the ones right after that. But here we go. Z, the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. Oh, I wish some people would get eat up with God. They're eat up with cancer. They're eat up with people. They're eat up with work. They're eat up with the children on the ball field. I wish they'd get eat up with Jesus again. Yeah. How did you make it? I'll tell you how I made it. He's everything that I need him to be. He's an astrologist. The A, he can do anything. He's a jack of all trades. He's an astrologist, A. He counts the stars all by name. He's a builder. Upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He's a cosmetologist. Behold, all things become new in him. Hallelujah. He's a doctor. Is there any sick among you? Let them call for the, oh, y'all not going to hear me, but I'm going to preach anyways. I'm starting to feel him in this house. He's an engrafter. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against him. E, 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 he's a jeweler. K, he's a king. L, he's a lord. M, he's a meteorologist. N, he's a neurologist. O, he's an optometrist. P, he's a preacher. Q, he's a quadruple bypass heart surgeon. Hallelujah. <laughs> he's a teacher. You, he's... R, he's a road maker. S, he's a servant. T, he's a teacher. U, he's an undertaker. He stopped funerals and told them to get out of the caskets and walk. He's an undertaker. V, he's a vine dresser. W, he's a way maker. X, he's an x-ray technician. He said, whose report are you going to believe? You going to believe mine or you going to believe that doctor's back there? 
why he's the inventor of the yo-yo. Because Christians are the most up and down bunch of people there is in this world. One moment they're hot, the next moment they cold. One moment they up, the next moment they down. Anybody, can I get a witness in here today? I'm starting to feel him in this house today. There is nothing that my God can't do. He's a zoologist. He knows the beast of the field. They praise him. The fowl of the air, they praise him. The fish of the sea, they praise him. But the Bible said in Psalm chapter 150, let everything that hath breath praise him. You can't help but read that whole, that whole context of Scripture in Psalm 150 and verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the first. I'm telling somebody your way out is to praise him. I'm telling somebody your way out is to get in the word. I'm telling somebody, and you got to do it more than once because the devil knows that you're going to do it. So you're going to have to do it more than one time. He's prepared to knock you back off your saddle. So you're going to have to do it more than one time. You're going to have to do it when you lay down. You're going to have to do it when you get up. You're going to have to do it when you eat. You're going to have to do it when you sleep. That's how you're going to make it in this world today. Hear me today. There is nothing, absolutely, positively nothing that he cannot do. The fun thing about all of this is that I did something that I've wanted to do for years. I want them to come on back to the music if they would. I did something I've been wanting to do for years. I wrote two books. One of them was about the journey. I don't have it with me today, but I've got the second one, which is a compilation of really what God did in me. And the title of that book is Satan's Got a Plot, but God's Got a Plan. In the midst of his plotting, God was planning. God still plans. Make no mistake about it, the enemy still plots. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Find out more about us. Follow us on social media at Starkville COG. Special thanks to those who generously support this ministry. If you would like to give, visit us at StarkvilleCOG.com forward slash give. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.